Amen. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Isaiah 54, if you would. Isaiah 54 and uh, verse 2. Isaiah chapter 54, uh, verse 2. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Don't we love the word at kingdom? We love the word. Amen. We are word people. Hallelujah. Isaiah 54 and 2. It says, enlarge the place of your tent. Let down or let them stretch out the curtains of the dwellings. Do not spare. Lifting your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations and make it the desolate cities inhabited. Let's pray. Father, we honor you. We thank you how you've already moved through worship. Now, God, we just ask for these next 25, 30 minutes that you speak to us through your word in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. I'm going to continue what I started on um, uh, uh, the other day on um, the year of expansion. The word expansion means to be expanded, to be enlarged, broadened, and developed. Now, let's look at the text one more time. Verse 3 says, for you shall, somebody say shall. The word shall means without doubt. It says that you shall expand, which means God wants to enlarge you. He wants to broaden you. He wants to develop you. Now, let's look at the rest of that. Go back to that real quick. That, that he, it says, for you shall expand to the right and to the left. That means that God wants to do more than one thing for you to the left and to the right. Now, of course, on New Year's Eve, I shared with you, there are three areas that God spoke to me that he wants to expand you in. He wants to expand you, um, your faith. Uh, let's go to Romans 12 and 3. Now, this is a scripture we didn't look at on New Year's Eve, but it'll be worth looking at on this afternoon. Look at this. It says, for I say through grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Now, I can go somewhere with that, but that's not where I'm trying to go. But let me just share this real quick. When God begins to bless you, don't be thinking you all that. When God begins to expand you and bless you and favor is upon you, that's not time for you to get cocky. That's the time for you to be confident that God did it. Matter of fact, when people be like, how that happened? You better be like, God did it. Don't be up there talking about, well, you know, I, um, shut up with all that. Now, let me drop this on you real quick. In order for God to do something, you got to play your part too. Amen? In order for God to move in your life, you got to release some faith. You understand what I'm saying? Now, let's look at the text real quick. So, I just, let me just, put, I put that out there. Don't be thinking more highly than you ought to think. That's why there are certain people that God can't use in the kingdom. That's interesting because, you know, Ephesians 4 and 11, put that up real quick. That's why everybody ain't called to the office of pastor. That's why everybody don't need money and influence because some folks will lose their mind. Some people can't even be trusted with favor. Now, when I look around this room, I'm looking at some serious folk that I believe that God's going to be able to trust you with some favor, some influence, and some blessing. But look at what this says. It says, I gave some. Somebody say some. That's why it, 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 everybody ain't called to this. I give some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some, some 
because then some folks start thinking more highly of themselves. Listen, I know at the end of the day, it's greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Y'all are sitting up there, a pastor that's got dyslexia, a convicted felon, ain't been to seminary, so you know I'm humble. What I look like taking credit for what God doing? Please. I'm so glad I was called to the sum, though. <laughs> Listen, God is good. So I say all that to say, that's why everybody ain't called to have influence. I've watched people, God gave them influence and money, and they lost their mind. The Bible says, what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Now, we know God wants us to have things. And let, and, 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 now, this is the thing. He wants you to have things as long as you don't let things have you. Because God put these things in the earth for us to have them. Go to Matthew 6, 33. Some of y'all looked at me crazy. Pastor, I grew up in church where the pastor said he wants you to have holy hands and empty pockets. I grew up in that church too. Even as a kid, I knew that was off. Because I'm thinking at the church, I want to go buy a non-later. A pickle. Can I get a witness up in here? And I can't go do that. But I got to have some money. <laughs> it says uh, uh, 33. Oh, no, leave it right there. Leave it there for a minute. That, that, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, how many of y'all got grass or rocks in your yard? I got to say rocks because we in Arizona. Can I get away? If we was in Louisiana, I could say grass, but we, we rocks and cactus. Now, if God clothed the, if it, now, now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which uh, is today, today is, and tomorrow's thrown into the oven, uh, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you a little faith. See, little faith won't cause you to be expanded. He said, oh, you of little faith. See, you're going to have to walk. You're going to have to make some faith moves in 2016 if you want God to expand you. Next verse. 31. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? Why are you tripping about what you're going to eat and wear? God got that. Next verse. For after all these things, the Gentiles, they seek. See, they were seeking things. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. Don't your heavenly father, he knows that you need to eat and wear some clothes and drive a car and have a place to live and a place to work and a place to have church. Next verse. But seek first. Somebody say first. He don't have you seeking, no problem but you seeking the career, but he says, seek me first. He doesn't have a problem with you getting a college education, but he says, seek ye first. He doesn't have a problem with you even making a faith move this year and starting that business, but he says, seek ye first, first, first. The kingdom, what is his kingdom? His kingdom is his rule, his reign. That's why I named this church kingdom, because I'm trying to get people delivered from religion. That's why we kingdom. Somebody say kingdom. Kingdom. <laughs> we a kingdom church. That's all Jesus taught was the kingdom. But seek first the kingdom 
and his righteousness, which means right living, right standing. And all, somebody say all. All. And the abonics means everything. All. These what? Things. How many of y'all grew up in church where they don't, don't go buy no car? God wants you to stay right in that apartment. Preach a broke gospel. The devil is a lie. He said, and all, everything you need, all, all the clothes you need, all, all the foods you need to eat, all, all the purses you need. Boy, every woman should have been. Preach, pastor. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Lord, no, don't do it to me. My wife said, preach, baby. I said, <laughs> And all these things shall be added to you. God wants to add to you, not take away. Now go, go to Romans 12, 3. Let's go to my main scripture. Romans 12 and 3. Uh, so he said, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think, but, but, but think uh, 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 soberly as God has dealt each one a measure of faith. Somebody say measure. Of faith, He has dealt you a measure of faith. Work your faith in 2016. If you work your faith, that measure that God has given you, he will begin to expand you. He will begin to cause you to be enlarged. Amen? Me and my wife started this church 11 years ago, and one day with her paycheck, oh, we worked our measure of faith. That was all we had was 1,300. Here, let's work it. We worked it. Now you got a church doing millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars every year because somebody made a decision 11 years and one day ago to make a faith move. And if God can do that for Reggie and Kelly, underdogs that nobody gave an opportunity, you know how many people wrote us off and told us, why are y'all starting a church? Y'all ain't never been to nobody's college. Oh, but God specializes in using messy people. He's just looking for some messy people to get their life in alignment with him. And then he'll begin to use you. Come on, somebody. We'll turn a mess into a miracle. Look at you. A flat out miracle. Some of y'all was a mess. Come on. Some of y'all did enough dope for an elephant and a horse to die. And you still woke up. And you still standing. Then drunk all kind of alcohol with a kilt an elephant. You woke up talking about, what's up? <laughs> That's the hand of God. I'll get into that in a little bit in my message. We're, talking about, we're going to talk about the hand of God. But, 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 but this is the key, people of God. If you want God to expand you, you got to work your faith. You can't be sitting around waiting for somebody to hand you something, do something for you. You got to work your faith. Romans 1.17 says, and the just shall live by faith and it talks about in that same scripture about going faith to faith the faith that you had in 15 you you got that you got to increase your faith because romans 10 17 says faith comes by hearing and and hearing by the word of god matter of fact you're here this afternoon because you want your faith to be increased and a lot of times your faith is connected to your set man of god how was that pastor i'm glad you asked put up romans 10 14 because Romans 10, 17 says faith comes by hearing 
and hearing by the word of God. But look what Romans 10, 14, it says, how then they, shall they call on him who they've not even believed? And how shall they believe in him who they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Look at your neighbor and say, I need my preacher. Oh yeah, you need me. I got more faith than everybody up in here. How many of y'all want my job? <laughs> oh, you don't want this job. Because right now, y'all celebrating me. But shoot, tomorrow somebody might try to cremate me. Come on, I have been called pedophiles on Facebook, Instagram. Let's get it right. I was a womanizer in the weed head. If you're going to throw me under the bus, let's do it right. I ain't never had no pedophile I believe pedophiles should be castrated don't even get me started and then you can't say nothing oh I can't get back on Facebook like y'all and say something <laughs> so I got to do James 119 put the scripture up I don't like this is what I have to do when people talk about me this is what I have to do watch this this is what I have to do and I don't even like this scripture. It says, so then they beloved brethren, brethren, we're the brethren. Let every man be swift to hear. Slow to speak. Slow to wrath. I want to go ham. Oh, y'all ain't. Because there's two people in me like you. And Reggie want to go ham. Reggie like, what? They said that about me? And I got to just see him at the Walmart. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because I've been called to the sum office. Oh, man. See, some of y'all, y'all can just act up because y'all just lay members. Sometimes I wish I was a lay member. I could just go ham on somebody. You're like, I'm a lay member because, no, that scripture don't fit for me. Where much is given, much is required. That's for you. You in that some office. <laughs> Boy, I'm clowning today. I'm just laying the foundation because you know what? If, God, if you want God to expand you, you better have some self-control. Even that person on your job, you justified to go in there and be like, what in the ham and the cheese did you say about me? You better be slow to speak and quick to hear. Because that can determine your promotion. Because promotion comes from heaven. And God looking for somebody that's at least got some stick to itness when it comes to serving him. So number one, we know God wants to expand us when it comes to our faith and he, he wants to take us from faith to faith and from glory to glory and he's given us all the measure of faith and the second thing we talked about the other night was that in order for God, one of the other way, areas that he wants to expand you is he wants to expand your favor and we looked at Luke 2.52 it says that Jesus, he increased in wisdom and stature which means his reputation, then it says that he had favor with God and he had favor with man, can we, can we put that up just I want you to follow me because I see a lot of new folk. Well, I, I don't want you just to think I'm just quoting stuff. I want you to see it. Luke 2.52. Because I believe that God will Luke 2.52 you in 2016. How many of you believe that God wants to Luke 2.52?
Let that be your scripture that God is going to Luke 252 me. I'm going to increase in wisdom as an individual. Wisdom meaning I'm going to obtain more greater insight and, and my reputation is going to even increase. Amen. Do y'all realize that y'all have caused my reputation to increase? How is that, Pastor? Because it started with her and I, kingdom, but y'all validate who I am. Y'all validate that I'm called to the sum office based on who's here. Because if I'm not preaching to nobody, I'm just a Negro taking the walk. Did you catch that? Oh, but there's people in front of me. I've had three crowds that I've been able to preach today because why? God can trust me with influence. Amen? He knows that at the end of the day, I'm not trying to take his glory. Remember that. Don't think more highly of you. Because God getting ready to bless some of y'all. Don't be walking around here like. And then when he bless you, with the five million, don't don't you, you gotta come by here and drop off that five hundred thousand. Amen. We had a lady last year, God blessed her with five million dollars, and she said she rode around in the car with the five hundred thousand. She was scared. She was like, Lord, for real, I gotta get this. Yeah, release it, baby. That's how we got air conditioning in this building, three hundred and twenty-three thousand dollars. Because of one person. Remember when we was hot and fanning? And remember I almost died? <laughs> Doing three services <laughs> in this building with no AC. After church, my wife had to tie my shoes because I can't even bend over because I didn't gave my heart out and preached three times. Oh, we got some air up in here. That's why WB, nobody be talking about, it's cold at kingdom. <laughs> I might have a human moment. I might not be slow to speak. <laughs> so God wants to expand your faith. He wants to expand your favor. Put that Luke 252 back up. because We talked about wisdom. We talked about stature. But let's talk about the favor with God and man. Favor with God and man. Luke 252. But he had favor with God and man. Some of y'all, Pastor, I just need favor with God. I don't need no favor with man. No, you need favor with man too. You know how we bought this building? That a gentleman that I knew, knew somebody else that was a, a, a vice president of a bank. And he introduced us. And he looked at our financials. He says, I don't want to know how many members you got. I want to know how many giving units you have. I said, well, only 10, 15% of our church even give. And he looked at him and he says, we can still get this done, but only 10, 15% of your church giving? Ain't that a travesty though? Because if the 85% was given, we could have gave them cash. But I ain't going to even go there because I might have a human moment. Because I can't stand tightwad people. If you made $100, can you give God 10? If you made $10 this week, can you put $1 in the plate? One dollar. One dollar. <laughs> Favor with God and man. So because somebody hooked me up with this man, we own now. 
So divine connections matter. You better, listen, I've learned this over the years. Boy, you, who you run with is a prophecy of your future. You better make sure you run with some folks that's got your answer and not your problem. Even some of y'all, before, as you're transitioning into 16, you need to come to the conclusion that if there are certain people in your circle, if they are a liability or an asset. Real talk. Amen? You don't need no extra baggage going into this year. How God going to expand you and you got folks holding you back? You can't even move forward. You can't even release your faith because you got all kind of fearful people around you. Be careful who you run with. Amen? The third thing we talked about was not only is God going to expand your faith, your favor, but he's going to expand your finances. How many of you believe in 2016, God's getting ready to expand your finance? Somebody say expand. He's getting ready to expand, enlarge your finances. Uh, put up uh, Genesis 26 and 12. Look at this real quick. Genesis 26 and, and, and 12. Genesis uh, 26. Then Isaac, he sold in the land. See, that's why it's important to sow because your seed can change your status. Amen? Then it says, and, 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 and he reaped in the same year. He reaped in the same year uh, a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. I know the Lord will bless you when you sow. And then look at verse uh, 13, and we're going to move on. Look at this. 13, the next verse. Then it says he, he began to prosper, and he continued prospering until he became very, somebody say very, prosperous. God wants to expand your finances. If he did it for Isaac, he would do it for you. Don't we serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? God is a generational God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Greg of Charles. Joyce, Lisa, Sandy, Mary, Stephanie. He's their God too. He's the God of Mary, Stephanie, Mary, Sandy, Lisa, Joyce, Charles, and Greg. You better put your name right there. Ain't he your God? You mean to tell me he's going to just show preferential treatment to Isaac and not you? That ain't fair. And we all are heirs and sons. Amen? Do I need to pull those scriptures out? I'm not going to do that, though, because of time, because you know I can. Go to Romans 8, 14. <laughs> Romans 8 and 14. Rome. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Listen, I already know you ain't perfect because I ain't. But didn't the Spirit lead you here today? So that makes you a son of God. You don't do everything right, but you know when that 1130 come around on Sunday, I got to get to my 1130. So my week can go off right so I don't kill nobody. Come on, somebody. 
so I don't bite somebody's head off and go off on my husband. Some of you men, I, I, I need to be at church, Pastor, because I'm about to flip out. I had a situation like you, Pastor, where my wife made meatloaf, but I didn't even have no sides. Can y'all believe my wife did me like that? It's a new year. It's a new day. I ain't going to go back. Paul said, I'm forgetting. That's in Philippians 3.13. I'm forgetting. Those things. <laughs> so do we all agree, biblically, that God wants to expand your faith? He wants to expand your favor. And he wants to expand your finances. Now, it's according to your faith. That's in Matthew 9, 29. It's according to your faith. But let's talk about Jabez. Let's go to 1 Chronicles uh, chapter 4 real quick. We're going to get y'all out of here because I got to go to this game. Somebody blessed me with some tickets. The Seahawks and the Cardinals. So I'm about to go jump on this bandwagon. Come on, somebody. Because <laughs> if my Steelers don't beat Cleveland today, and then we need the Bills to beat the Jets. See, they didn't put themselves in this predicament, then shot themselves in the foot, but that's a whole nother sermon. Let's go to First Chronicles. For those of you that didn't know, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan since kindergarten, so I'm a loyalist. The Cardinals didn't get here until I was a freshman in high school, so it was too late, but they are my second best team, praise the Lord, especially right now. <laughs> First Chronicles. Four and nine. Now, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name. Jabez saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez was called, Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. In other words, enlarge or expand my territory that your hand would be with me and that you will keep me from evil that I may, cause, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. But I want to kick this off. Look at verse 9. Jabez was, an, he was honorable. He was more honorable than his brothers. The word honorable means... To have morals, to have values, to be honest and worthy of respect. Now, isn't it interesting that the Bible says that he was more honorable than his brothers? Which lets me know, it leaves room to say that Jabez wasn't perfect, but he was more, somebody say more, honorable than his brothers, which lets me know because he was more honorable, he was more honest and had convictions that he had an edge on his brothers. Now, how many people do me and you know that we grew up with, we had a little bit of an edge on them because they was real crazy. You was crazy, but they was real crazy. Anybody run with some folk like that? They tried everything once. And you like, wait a minute, I'll try that, but I can't do that. My mama might whoop me. 
Anybody remember the whooping days? They, you know, they got time out now. Well, I'll take time out to whoop you. Come on, somebody. I ain't, I ain't never did no time out. You go, I'm putting you, you're going to time out. No, we got beat. Can I get a whooping? Can I, can I get a witness? See where I'm at. I think I'm thinking about that game. <laughs> I was about, can I get a whoop? <laughs> but check this out. Remember when we would get whooped? When I got, I don't know about y'all, but the culture in my home, when they said, you, I'm whooping you, I got excited. But when they said, we're going to beat you, that's when you know there's going to be an extension cord involved. got beat so bad you woke up at night can I get a witness jumping thought it was the next day <laughs> Woo! them whipping saved me from Florence come on somebody because it made you have boundaries come on you were like I can't do that I'll smoke this weed but I can't do that cocaine I no, I, got, I can't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some of y'all was wilding out. You're like, I just did it all, Pastor. Acid, meth, heroin. <laughs> Somebody say, but God. You still standing. Even if you was wilding out. Come on, somebody. You're still standing. Because God is a God of a second chance. Can I get a witness up in here? He's not in the business of writing folks off. Because if he was, we all be in trouble. All his mercies are new every morning. But isn't it interesting that Jabez, the Bible says, he was more honorable than his brothers. The picture that's being painted in this text is that the brothers was kind of living on the edge. But Jabez was kind of like, had some boundaries. So I say all that to say is this. In order for God to expand you, because you got to, as we keep reading, we, we see God ultimately expands Jabez. But the first thing that I believe God expanded him is because he was more honorable than his brothers. In other words, he had morals. He had values. I got any people in the building today, you got morals and you, got, you don't listen to everything CNN is saying. We appreciate CNN. You need to know what's going on in your world, but CNN stands for corrupt negative news. MSN means more sad news. You better know what the good news says. The good news says in Philippians 4, 19, I'll supply all your need according to my riches and glory. The good news says that I will loot 250 to you. I cause you to have favor with God and favor with man. I'll Genesis uh, 26, 13 you. I'll prosper you and make you very prosperous. Let's, let's, let's hold on to what the good news says. Nothing wrong with watching the news. Don't, don't get spiritual spooky on me. And, you know, some people get super saved. You better know what's going on in your world. You better watch the news. But you chew on the meat and spit out the bones. Amen? So, 
he was more, somebody say more, honorable. I like, you know, the word honorable means honest. See, he was, see that's why David was restored, because he was honest. He said, listen, God, I slept with Bathsheba, and I loved her so much, I, had, I got her pregnant. I put her husband, Uriah, on the front line to be murdered so I can have her for myself. I did that. He was honest. He owned it. I can't stand a man or a woman that won't own their stuff. Just be honest. When you fasting for these 21 days, be honest with yourself and be like, you know what? My attitude is tripping. I go to work and feel entitlement. Like I can just go off on folk. Be honest. Amen? You men that's still struggling with your ego. Ego meaning edging God out. During this fast, you know what? I need to work on my ego. I'm a trip. Sometimes I do think highly of myself than I ought to. Come on, every man has, come on now. Where's my man? Don't leave me hanging now. Every man in here, including me, we all have our bouts with that devil called ego. Can I get a witness up in here? Shoot, some of you women too. And you all that girl, I'm all that girl. Shoot, I look better than her. I don't know how she got him. Ego. Mm, you see that purse she had? That what? See, I'm so glad that spirit ain't here. It better not be. I ain't never heard that in 11 years. You know, folks. You know, we don't have a we don't have a fashion show spirit at Kingdom. You come as you are, but you won't stay as you are. You don't got to come here suited and booted. You just come. With some clothes on. Come on, somebody. Remember the scripture said, I'll clothe you, didn't it? Matthew 6.30, right? <laughs> but look, he said he was more honorable, honest. That's the first thing. I believe part of the reason why God expanded Jabez is because he was honorable. He was honest. He had morals. He had values. That word uh, 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 honorable means he had integrity. Somebody say integrity. Put up Proverbs chapter 20, verse 7. Proverbs 20, verse 7. Look at this. I love this scripture. Look at this. Look at this. Proverbs chapter uh, 20, verse 7. It says, the righteous man, he walks into his integrity. And then it says, his children are blessed after him. Where's all my parents at? If you don't want to walk in integrity, do it for your children's sake. When I started Kingdom in the Valley, some of you have heard my story, some of you maybe have not. 11 years ago, we started this church. Really, this church should be 12. But the pastor that I was under, he said, hey, you signed a non-compete clause with me that if you ever started a church, you would be 35 miles away from me. Or you have to wait one full year. Which one are you going to do? I said, well, I found a place in Surprise El Mirage that's about 21, 22 miles away from you. And I want to start in two weeks. He says, no, if you do that, I'll get lawyers. He said, because you got to be 35. I said, man, and God, if, you, if I go 35 miles, I'm going to be in Wickenburg. And I heard they hang black folk. <laughs> that ain't true, though. But <laughs> you know, that's the rumor on the street. <laughs> they ain't tripping off. I got a white pastor in 
Wickenburg, and you know his name is Greg too, and I mentor him. He drives from Wickenburg, and I'm thinking out of all the pastors in Arizona, and you white, and you drive from Wickenburg to meet me here so I can mentor you. That lets me know it's a new day. That people are no longer looking at color. Folks just want to be pastored. Amen? People have even wondered, how have you had a white assistant for almost 11 years? Because me and him don't look at it as a white or black thing. It's a kingdom thing, remember? I'm trying to get folks delivered from religion and stupidity and trying to get them into the kingdom. Because in the kingdom, you have a relationship, not a religious experience. So, integrity. Somebody say integrity. So the pastor said, if you start your church in January of 04, I'm going to get my lawyers. So I got a lawyer. My lawyer said, listen, this paper you signed won't hold water in court. He said, you start your church across the street from him. He can't touch you. But I did the integral thing. I went and joined another church for a year and three days. And then we started Kingdom a year and three days later because that's what the contract said. Wait a year, I'd be 35 miles. Now, if you wait a year, you can go anywhere. And I still was 21, 22 miles. And he says, if you do that, I'll bless you. He laid hands on me and my wife in that copier room. I haven't seen him since. But I'm grateful for him. Why? Because he gave me his blessing. He said, if you wait your year, God will bless you. I said, all right, man, God, it was a pleasure. The five years were great. Learned a lot from you. Because he told me black people know how to have church but don't know how to do church. And he taught me how to do church administratively. You feeling me? Oh, because we can preach. Oh, but when it comes to administrating, a lot of brothers are... I talk to a lot of black pastors. 12, 15 years later, I'm like, hey, did you call your first-time visitors? No, I don't see the significance in that. Do you have a class for people that get saved or rededicated? We don't see the significance in that. Do you have a new membership class to tell people about your vision? We don't see the significance in that. Do you have different small group ministries like a marriage ministry, a singles ministry, a seniors ministry? We don't see the significance in that. I'm like, okay, that's why you got 15 people showing up on Sunday and you're 15 years old because you got it twisted. You preaching hard on Wednesday and Sunday ain't gonna grow your church. You better have some other things, like the last Wednesday of every month, my wife is gonna be with the women. The first Monday of every month, I'm gonna be with the men doing Monday night, or what's it called? Man Cave Monday. <laughs> Forgive me, I've been preached three times. <laughs> and ate a lot of food last night. <laughs> but nevertheless, and then interesting that it says a man that walks in integrity, his children after him. And so I told that pastor, I said, because I'm a man of integrity, I'm going to wait a year, even though my lawyers said I don't have to. So I believe if I would have started this church in 04 January, that would have been lack of integrity. And I probably have three, maybe 400 members. But every Sunday we got three 4,000 people showing up. That's called integrity. Amen? Integrity. So, 
Jabez had some integrity. He had some, some morals. He, he had some, some values, amen? And how many of you know, I don't care what people are saying, you better stick to your morals and values. Because of time, I got to move on to the second point. Look at verse 10. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. My second point is this, that in order for God to expand you, you better call on him. And you better be specific. I'm going to say that one more time. Not only do you need to be honorable, honest, integral, but you personally need to know how to call on the Lord and when you call on him you need to know how to be specific because I grew up in church I grew up in religion where they would say I'm just humble and I don't ask God for stuff I do that's biblical you better ask God for some stuff you need to be specific Jabez was specific he said listen God I need you to bless me and I need you to enlarge my territory that put the scripture up. He was specific. He said, uh, oh, that you would. But he called on the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed. So he started off by blessing me. Then he said, I need you to enlarge my territory. He was specific. Put up Philippians 4, 6. Look at this, Philippians 4, 6. Look, this is a very specific scripture. We got to learn how to be specific. If you need healing in your body, you better be specific. Lord, you said you're Jehovah Rapha. I heard you was Jehovah Jireh, my provider, but I don't need no money. I need healing in my body. I need you to be Jehovah Rapha. Come on. Not only heal your body, but some of us need our mind healed. Can I get a witness up in here? Let's just be real. Remember, he was honorable, honest. Lord, heal my mind because my mind is a trip. Can I get a witness up in here? This mind be wandering. That's why Philippians 2.5 says, let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. But look, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to who? You need to be specific. The word of God says, let your requests be made known to God. Jabez said, Lord, I need you to bless me. I need you to enlarge my territory. Put up uh, Jeremiah, uh, 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 I believe it's uh, 33 and 3. Is that what it is, Jeremiah? Uh, 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 yeah, 33 and 3. Look at this. Call to me. He's saying, call me up. Hit me up. Hit me with a text. Come on, somebody. <laughs> call to me, and I will answer you. Anybody called him up and he answered you? And you were specific? He said, call to me and I will answer you. Then it says, and show you great and mighty things. He wants to show you great and mighty things, but you got to call him up. Is that what it says? And he says, I'm going to answer you. And I'm telling you right now, don't be, don't be calling him up with some little stuff either. We serve a big God. It's time for you to ask him for big things. Amen? Tell him, I need, Lord, I need a big financial breakthrough. Won't he do it? I'm about to, I told my wife this morning, I'm about to get a shirt called, won't he do it? Listen, I've seen him do it. 
I've been serving God now for 20 years, preaching for 19. Started preaching at 25. I'll be 45 this December. Be 20 years. I've seen God do some things in my life. I'm still scratching my head. Have I been perfect? Absolutely not. But I've been honorable. I've been honest. I've been integral. And I love that you can just be honest even when you're off. Your life is off. Can I get a witness of it? Oh, just be honest. Lord, I'm off. That's why God was like, I, I can, David's a man after my own heart. He's the apple of my eye. God never took that back from him. Why? Because he was honest. He was integral. And see, I like this. Even though he committed adultery, he wasn't an adulteress. Because he never did it again. We never hear of him doing that again. I think he learned from that. Especially after the baby died. He like, uh. And then Nathan told him, he said, God forgives you. But he told him, the prophet Nathan said, evil will come from your home. So there's always backlash and, and, and consequences when we blow it sometimes. You feeling me? And then Absalom, uh, we know that story. His son Absalom killed the brother Amnon because Amnon raped Tamar. And then, see, this is interesting because David was a great king, priest, and a king. But when it came to being a father, he missed it because he should have checked his son. Some of us fathers would have probably killed that kid. Oh, man, come on, man. You didn't rape my daughter, and then you just give me a pass? Come on, I know I got some real men in this church. I'm going to have to come and, oh, my God. I remember seven, eight years ago, we had a situation where somebody was going to rape somebody in our church, and this is outside of the church, and the father called me, and he said, Pastor, I'm about to go kill him right now. I said, don't, don't leave the house because I'm going to go with you to go kill him. I'm so glad that the member listened to me. He waited for me, and that's when I said, listen, man, okay, we can't do that. I said, that was Reggie talking. Now, Pastor Steele's here. And we didn't go kill him. We just let him go to prison. Mm -hmm. He was 31. The girl was 12. And thank God nothing happened. Amen. And then the family came to me and was like, well, where's the mercy, Pastor? I put the whole family out. I'm a man of mercy, but at the end of the day, you're not even remorseful. You're going to tell me, well, what is her consequence? I said, Negro, you 31, she 12. Get, yo, get, yo, get, get out. You ain't ready. You ain't, you, ain't, you ain't honorable. You ain't honest. Own your stuff. You're going to sit up here, well, what's her consequence? You, you're 31. She's 12. What? Oh, man. And see, y'all got to pray for me. Oh. Let me get back to my integrity, morals, values. <laughs> I got to give you the last thing. So number one, in order for God to expand you, you got to be honorable, just like Jabez was. He was honest. He was integral. Number two, he called on the Lord of Israel, and he was specific. He said, Lord, I need you to bless me, and I need you to enlarge me. Enlarge my territory. How many of you believe God wants to enlarge your territory? Put up Job 22 and 28. Let me, let, me, let me share this with you. Because again, he called on the God of Israel and he was specific. Look at this real quick. It says, you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. This is the key people of God. 
God will establish it, but he needs you to decree it. Proverbs 18 and 21 says death and life is in the power of the tongue. Amen? So number one, God is going to expand you because you're going to be honorable. You're going to have some morals and values and integrity. Amen? You're going to be honest. Number two, you're going to call on him and be specific. Number three, let's look at verse 10 again. It says, Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless, would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil. So God granted him what he requested. But my third point is this. It says that your hand would be with me. Number three, when God began to expand you, you and me have to acknowledge that it was his hand. That's my third point. Number one, you got to be honorable. Number two, call on him and be specific. Number three, look at this. Look at how he mentioned. Put that script 10 back up. Look at this. He said, look, look at this, verse 10. Look at verse 10. He said, I, 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 I want you to call on me, be specific, be honorable. But look at this. After he talked about bless me, enlarge my territory, then it says that your hand would be with me. How many in this building know you would be dead if it wasn't for the hand of God? How many know you would be in the crazy house if it wasn't for the hand of God? If it wasn't for the hand of God, you would have died in that wreck. Come on, some of us in this building grew up in dysfunctional homes. Come on, somebody, where everything was going on, but God's hand was on you. He brought you out of that environment to bring you into him. He knew you before you even entered your mother's womb. I say all that to say, when God begins to expand you, you better remind yourself and remind people that's the hand of God. How in the world we move into a building that we had three years to buy it and we did it in 11 months. That's the hand of God. How in the world did God bring us from the swap meet to the cafeteria, to the gymnasium, to a place like this. That's the hand of God. How did God deliver me from smoking marijuana and chasing women and drinking great, a uh, 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 2020 great, Mad Dog 2020 great. That's the hand of God. When you look over the course of your life, there are some things that God brought you out of. And when you look back, you got to know that you know that you know that you know that it was the hand of God. If you know it was the hand of God that brought you out, somebody need to give God a praise in this place. Come on and bless them on today. Come on, if you know God is about to expand you in financial realm. He's about to expand your favor. He's about to expand your faith. Somebody need to give God a praise. Somebody give God a 30 second praise in this. Come on, if you knew it was the hand of God that you didn't blow your brains out. I blow somebody else's brains out. You need to give God a shout in this place. It was the hand of God that you didn't get AIDS, that you didn't die of that disease, that you didn't die of that cancer. My God in heaven. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Oh, we bless you today, God. We magnify you, God. We exalt your name, God. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you that we didn't die in our mess. That we didn't die in our sin. Oh, but you loved us so much that your hand got us out. Your hand delivered us. Your hand set us free. Come on and bless them one more time in this place. Go tell five people, you will expand. You will expand. You will. You will expand. God is about to enlarge you. You're about to take territory. I prophesy it over you. In the name of Jesus. He's expanding you with more favor. Favor. Finance. And faith. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. say it was his hand it was his hand it was his hand you ain't gotta try to figure it out anymore I've just come to the conclusion that it was the hand of God that I couldn't die in my mess I couldn't die by way of that disease I couldn't die in that car wreck because his hand Come on, somebody. Stay honorable. Stay honest. Call him up and be specific. Acknowledge that it's his hand that kept you, that kept the marriage, that kept the relationship. It was his hand. It was his hand. When you were in that dark place, it was his hand. When that thing had a grip on you, it was his hand. When you were at your wits' end, 
it was his hand. When you were lost, it was his hand. When your money wasn't touching and agreeing, and the bill still got paid. Look at your neighbor and say, it was his hand. It was his hand. It was his hand. It was his hand. 